Renew your mind. I love having coffee with my pasta. It's just so personal. Be encouraged. This is my favorite program. Pastor Kong is just so real. Hot seat, hot seat. Nourished in the word. The question and answers are spot on. Pastor Kong, we love you. This is the best. Something new is brewing. Hi, this is Pastor Kong. I want to invite you to sit back, relax, and have a cup of coffee with me. Join us for Coffee with Kong. Hello and welcome to the show known as Coffee with Kong and I'm your host, Bernard. I'm so glad you can join me on this radio show where I get to ask my senior pastor some of life's most difficult or burning questions and in the process be well equipped to understand about life, faith and ministry. Well, we believe this show will greatly bless you and hopefully help you walk closer to God and live a purpose-driven, kingdom-driven life. Pastor Kong He is the senior pastor of City Harvest Church in Singapore. And ever since May 2012, he has been on this radio show every week, answering emails that come into us at connect at cityradio.sg. This series of shows will be called 3-in-1 Coffee, where we put together three episodes or emails of the same topic, which have been covered through the years. This episode is a fun one, and of course, if you clicked on it, it's basically about tattoos, yoga, and plastic surgery. And it will be in that order, but I promise you, uh, listen to all of it as it will bless you for sure. Now, the first part is on the topic of tattoos, and the email is asking about a verse in Leviticus which clearly says, and I quote, not to have any tattoos on you. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's getting hot, eh? Relax, relax, okay? Take it easy. This episode is good. Sit back and let's have a cup of coffee with my pasta, Pasta Kong Hee. Hi, Bern. Good to be on the show. Pasta, and is the coffee still hot? <laughs> so far, it's still so hot. It's good, it's good, it's good. Pasta, okay. I, Let me tell you, I introduced... Coffee, uh, soy latte yes. to a Korean pastor famous Korean pastor came to town yesterday mm-hmm. never heard of soy latte never? never so for that reason the pastor stopped drinking because uh, uh, he is lactose intolerant so when I said that soy latte he was amazed wow <laughs> so so today he went off and I told one of the staff at the airport yes buy the pastor a Starbucks soy latte wow oh, he sent me a text to thank me Wow. Say my life is safe. I can drink coffee again. Wow. Pastor, I just came back from Korea. So you just really? went on holiday with my wife. What's the weather there? It was very cooling. Cooling. Where, where do you go? Do you go to Donde Moon? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, the 24-hour shopping 24 place. 24 hours. I shop. They, they had this PA system said, Dear shoppers, we'll be closing at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen our face. What are you doing there at 5 at what, 4.30? No, at 2, 2 a.m. Like, wow, what's going on? 5 a.m. Oh, I love Korea, Pastor. And I can tell you, God loves Korea too. God loves Korea, God loves man. Korea. <laughs> the most Christian country in Asia. Well, in a sense. Because yes. Philippines is pretty Christian too. Yes, Pastor, I, that's what I was going to say. I was on the train and my wife and I noticed like, is there some, a lot of people reading the Bible? Yeah, yeah. On the train. On the train. So cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool to be a Christian in Korea. All the All the... Pop stars, movie stars, uh, all of them, they say we are Christians. Wow. <laughs> yes, Pastor. Yes. Okay, Pastor, on with the show. Today, yes. uh, the topic is uh, called tattoos. I think, Pastor, vaguely you've answered this before, but this is a little bit different. So, I, I, I'll, I'll put you on the hot seat. Somebody wrote to us, connect at cdradio.sg. Says here, Dear Bern, I would like to ask Pastor Con regarding tattoos. Mm. In the book of Leviticus, it is written that one should not craft any image on his body. How about these days? 
Is it alright for a Christian to have a tattoo? Thank you, Pastor and Burn, for your time to answer this question. Regards, Audrey from E445. So, Pastor, Audrey wrote to us. And of course, I went to Leviticus. It says in Leviticus 19.28 in New King James Version, it says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. Wow. So, Pastor, you've answered this before, but slightly different, this version. Hot seat question. Hot seat. Yeah. Okay, why? Well, okay, I know you're going to say that. I'm sure, sure going to ask this. Because, because no matter what I say, those that are against tattooing will feel that what I'm saying is wrong. Okay, okay. And those that are for tattooing will feel like maybe I'm not go- gone far enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pastor. Just for my knowledge. Okay. Yeah, just for me. Yes. Yes. Only for Bernard. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Now, I think you got to read that in this context. Okay. I believe that you got to read that in this context. Because Leviticus 19 verse 28 actually has a very specific thing uh, that has to do with with not tattooing uh, religious symbols that they used to uh, do in Egypt. They came out of Egypt. Let me read to you Leviticus 19 verse 28 from the IVP Bible Background Commentary. IVP is InterVarsity Press and it's a very good commentary. So it gives us the context to why this verse was spoken. Leviticus 19 verse 20, the title is Tattoo Marks. The prohibition against marking the skin may involve either tattooing or painting the body as part of a religious ritual. Such markings may have been designed to protect a person from the spirits of the dead or to demonstrate membership in a group. Mm. And today, we still see that, right? Yeah. We still see that today, that in some secret societies or some gangs, you got to tattoo. Yes. You got to offer blood in order for you to, you know, be... Be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Some evidence of this have been found in the examination of human remains in Scythians' tombs dating to the 6th century BC. So the Israelite law may prohibit this practice since it involves a self-imposed alteration of God's creation. Yeah. So... The context has to do with the fact that Israelites came out of Egypt. Yeah. And when they were in Egypt, they had a lot of pagan practices. And also, it was practiced among the the inhabitants of Canaan. Mm. So, this tattooing is a religious thing. And God said, I do not want you to be associated with them. Actually, there are other verses that say you should not cut your hair like the Egyptians. Yeah. And, you know, and... You should not cut the fringe. So technically, we cannot cut away our sideburns. We got to keep it long. Wow. So if you don't take things in this context, yeah. if you take everything literally and bring it to our day, yes. then technically, there are many things we should not eat seafood. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. you, you, you understand what I'm saying? I understand. But how about to, to throw this into the mix? How about Isaiah 49 verse 16? Mm. And this God himself say, say, See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. And the word engrave basically means to cut, to inscribe, to tattoo. Wow. So God cannot possibly tell you it's a sin to tattoo and He Himself used the imagery that He tattooed our names on the palms of His hands. Wow. So you got to read everything in this right context. Okay. Of course, did God tattoo our names on the palm of His hands? I really doubt so. Mm. I think it's just... Uh, an expression a, a metaphor metaphor yes yeah and was God saying that tattooing is sin I don't think so 
Wow. I think it has to do with the context of it. Wow. So, Pastor, for, for this particular question in Leviticus chapter 19 itself, it's basically what they were doing in, form, in the form of tattooing and lacerating is for religious... For religious purpose. Mm. You see, so when you read a verse, of course, many verses and most of the verses in, in, in the Bible, you can read it literally. Yeah. And you should. The first thing you do is to read it literally. But often, you also got to check the context. Otherwise, for example, do you know that there are groups that say that it's okay for a man to have many wives? Because all the Old Testament saints, they have more than one wife. Not all, but many of them. <laughs> okay. Right? Yes. They make a distinction. You cannot have adultery, yes. but if you're legally married, yes. you can have more. So in fact, do you know there's a verse yes. when after David committed adultery with Bathsheba, God was upset. God said, David, if you wanted more wives, I could have given it to you. But why do you want to commit adultery? So does that mean that it's okay for us to have wives? Now, you got to understand the context of it in those days. Okay. It was legally all right. You have, it's a social law for it. Yeah. But God's purpose, God's ultimate will is that one man, one wife. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Pastor, I've been thinking about this topic for a while for myself. What they're doing. Yeah. So, Pastor, can I, can I just ask, what do you think about it? If Burn does a tattoo, me, I, I would say okay I would say if you want to do a tattoo yeah. first of all you got to be sure that this is something you can live with for the rest of your life mm. because once you tattoo it I know you can get rid of it but the marks are going to be there so mm. you got to be sure you, you can live with it yeah. for the rest of your life for example there are people that tattoo the name of their girlfriends <laughs> wow you know and then what happened if they break up and they don't get married oh man and then the other girl got to see the name of previous girlfriend for the rest of her life, life. yeah <laughs> so you got to be wise about it another thing is this you got to know that when you're young and your skin is tight tattooing looks cool but the older you get your skin begin to sag mm. and, and, the, and the, the colors begin to fade wow it, it can look really yucky that's right you got to think about it you got yeah. to consider it and if you like it and I, I guess to me is you must go according to your faith wow if you feel that God is happy with you having a tattoo go for it wow. if you feel God is pleased with you having a tattoo I think you should go for it but if you don't have peace in your heart and your conscience doesn't allow you to have a tattoo then don't do it amen and amen that's a good answer Pastor yeah. thank you so much I'll, I'll be afraid that one fine day if I put a caterpillar it turns out to become an ugly moth <laughs> when, when the skin sags <laughs> oh. I think when the skin sags the caterpillar become a snake <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> thank you so much Pastor for answering this uh, question and this topic here on the show thank you so much Pastor I love that answer yeah. now I want to leave you with two scriptures from Romans 14 and verse 22, 23, it says, So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. That includes tattoo, clothing, the food you eat, the different stuff that you do. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. So walk by faith. God bless you. Okay, we're done with tattoos. And how do you feel? Set free? 
you got uh, your questions answered or have you got more questions okay if you do just write in to me all right connect the cdradio.sg for the next email we will be talking about yoga okay wait 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 wait. what yoga listen is it evil some articles on the internet uh, actually say that it is evil yeah yeah i know we don't chant or recite stuff but certain postures they say originated from pagan worship okay you're probably picturing certain postures okay let it sink in now is there some truth there <laughs> it's getting hot right okay i'm sure i got your attention pay attention all right you will be blessed hi burn good to be on the show again yes pastor and uh of course uh today i i think i'm just about like halfway through my my uh, my coffee. Yeah, not too bad. Are you done already? Almost done. Almost done. Yeah. Oh, man, you drink coffee really fast, Pastor. Long day. Long day. Long day. Yes, and Pastor, I I I'll never forget what Friday is to you. <laughs> Shan't say the word. Okay, but you said it before, Pastor. Somewhere you said it before. PMS. Yeah, you said it. Pre-message before. syndrome. Pre-message syndrome. Yeah, that's why I got to drink coffee. Yes, Pastor, <laughs> and, and I know what Fridays are. Yes. Okay, Pastor. Today, I I got a, I got a very interesting topic. I I when I saw the the topic, I said I've got to ask my pastor this question. Okay, what's the topic? You got me peak. <laughs> I I really hope it's listening. Okay, Pastor. I I won't say the topic. Okay. 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 I I just read the email. Somebody wrote to us. Erin. This girl. Erin. 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 Okay. What's okay. that guy? Okay. Erin. Okay. Okay. Say, so, dear, uh, Pastor Kong and Bernard, I'm not sure has this topic ever been discussed in Coffee with Kong. I can tell you, Erin, honestly, it's never been discussed. Hey, we discuss a lot, you know. No, oh, no, no, this one has never. But recently, I have been coming across many Christian articles that claim that yoga is, <laughs> is evil. Uh, many believers have been uh, deceived by Satan. So I'm writing to listen to what my pastor has to say about yoga. I've been attending yoga classes at the gym for a couple of years now. Personally, I think yoga helps to develop strength and flexibility. The recent article I read says that yoga originated from another religion. Mm-hmm. Even by practicing postures itself, no meditating or chanting, the article concluded that practicing yoga is a clear violation of scripture and Christian doctrine, and it's a pagan worship. I don't think the Bible did specifically mention about yoga. Hence, would this be considered as amoral? Question mark. So, do we in this case observe what Paul says in Romans fourteen verse two to three in New King James Version? It says, For "You, you are good. You've been listening to my sermon a lot." That's right. <laughs> I must, I must read this verse, Pastor. It says, "For one who believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables." Let not him who eats despises him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him. Thank you for having this program to allow members to listen to what our pastor has to say. God bless. Sincerely, Erin. Pastor, before anything, I know you're going to take another sip of that coffee. Is this a hot seat question? No. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. Pastor, we have discussed many topics, and yeah. this is particularly oh very interesting for me. So the Be- title- because because you know you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. What am I gonna say? It's whatever you say can please everybody. No, then if I whatever I say can't please everybody, then it's gonna be a hot. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Hmm. I don't know what you're gonna say, Pastor. The th- the topic today is yoga, good or evil. Yeah, the answer is that's why it's not a hot seat question to me. Is I don't know, because I don't practice yoga. <laughs> I don't know, and I never had the time. Yes, 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 yes. To go and research on okay the origins of yoga. Yes, 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 yes. But again, I think Aaron, you got the principles more or less correct. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if it doesn't, if to you, it is not against your conscience. Number one, yes, you don't feel like you grieve the Lord, mm. and you know there are a few levels of authorities in in our life, a few levels of authority in our lives. The first authority is God's sovereign authority. God is sovereign. Yeah, yeah. Second level is the authority of the word. Mm. If if God did not tell you outright this is wrong and it is not mentioned specifically in the word mm. then you got to go by the third level that's your conscience mm. you know and this applies for a lot of things in life yes where God is silent about it mm. and it's not mentioned in the Bible mm. then you have to go by your own conscience authority of conscience yeah the authority of a conscience mm. obviously I mean I don't you don't need to be a rocket scientist to to know what Yoga is you. You see it. Mm. You you know you you see movies on it. You hear documentaries about it, and you know is it right to practice yoga? It's pretty much the same. Is it right to practice Tai Chi? Oh yeah, yeah mm. correct. Tai Chi is to some degree yeah. is is like I guess I don't know. I'm not an expert. Mm. Is it all right to do martial arts? Mm. I I guess all the guys when they go to national service they have to do and I'm combat. And on combat, yeah. So, is it right or wrong? Mm. Because you you can also have the argument if you trace the martial arts. Some people trace it to India. Some people trace it to uh, China. Some people Japan, trace it to you know, Japan, yeah. and and they trace it all to some pagan things. Mm. Well, the, the interesting thing here is mm. that a lot of the Judeo Christian faith. Mm. Is from Israel, right? From mm. the Jews. Yes. Well, in the Israeli army, they learn martial arts. Hmm. And you know that that even though they may not believe in Jesus Christ as yet, hmm. But yet they do fear Jehovah God and the Old Testament. Hmm. And yet there's martial arts in the Israeli army. Hmm. You, you understand? What I'm trying I'm trying to get it. I, I understand, Pastor. Yeah. So if If the yoga practice is outright asking you to meditate on a on a foreign god mm. who is not Jehovah God, mm. if it's asking you to do anything that devils into worship, mm. or asking you to do any pose or position that disturbs your spirit, mm. then I think you shouldn't do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but if it doesn't. You know, let's say if I go to a a, a yoga place mm. or or I don't know what they call their studio. Ah, uh, studio, yeah. You go to their studio. Yep. If I'm gonna see incense to a swami from India, okay, or a guru something like that, like that, uh, yeah. And I know that there's a, there's a lot of religious trappings. Mm. I would feel very uncomfortable. Mm. But if I go into a room and they are, they are practicing it. As a bodily exercise with no religious trappings, mm. with no philosophy that borders around religion, mm. 
and I can do it unto the Lord, hmm? I'll do it. But I have never done it, so I don't know. Okay, Pastor. I know what what you're gonna say. Fair enough. It's fair enough. <laughs> I would say yeah. it's a fair enough uh, 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 conclusion. I know of Christians who absolutely believe yoga is great. I know of Christians who absolutely believe that yoga is demonic. I also know of Christians who believe that yoga could sometimes be great and sometimes demonic. Is that right? Yeah. So it depends on the situation, the instructor, the environment, what's being taught. But so, Pastor, would this actually be considered as an? It's amoral, isn't it? It's like you know, it's not like black and white in the Bible. It's not. It's like it's like heavy metal music or rock music. Huh. I know of people that believe that rock music originates from satanic drums in Africa, hmm. and they absolutely would not listen to rock music. Rock, as in yeah. rock, rock. Yeah, it's in rock, rock. And some people think that rock music is just a kind of beat. It's a four-four beat. You know, so wow, Pastor. I actually kind of like rock music. Okay, so <laughs> I guess it depends on we. We got to have the ability to discern what's right and what's wrong, right? And that is what maturity is. Hebrews five says that we must, by reason of use, be able to discern good and evil, and rather than to paint everything in a brush, because not everything in life is black and white. And that is a good point to end, Pastor. Not everything <laughs> in life. Is a black and white. I want to leave you with a scripture from Hebrews chapter five and verse fourteen. It says, "But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil." A lot of things in life are not black and white. You just got to have the maturity and the discernment to know when something good is good and when something bad is evil. God bless. We certainly hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you got a burning question or topic to suggest, please write into us at connect at cityradio.sg. We'd love to hear from you. Now we have come to the last part, and it's also okay in my opinion a hot topic: plastic surgery. Know of anyone who has gone for it or has thoughts about making some corrections either on the face or body? Now, before you cast a judgment, please don't have a listen to this particular episode. Hi, Ben. Good to be on the show again. Yes, Pastor. Today, my coffee is... Uh, my current cup right now is like almost gone. And yours is still quite hot, right, Pastor? Uh, mine is still good, still you know, good. but I think I need to have another cup soon. Soon? Yeah. Hey, look at this. It says have a great day. Have a great day, right? They're, they're, always, they're always so nice to us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Pastor. Today, I shall go straight to the topic. The topic is called plastic surgery. Oh. Okay, Pastor, we've answered this before. Right, we answered this before. Like, like years. I actually dare to say years years ago, ago. <laughs> man Pastor we've been having a lot of coffee I think we got to pull up some of our our uh, golden hits you know we, we do, do a compilation right? right yeah we do yeah <laughs> yes somebody Pastor, somebody wrote to us connect at cdradio.sg it says dear Bernard and Pastor Kong I have been an audience of CD Radio and have been so blessed by it every day doing work whenever I feel overwhelmed or not with stresses of life I tune in and everything just feels a lot better I just want to thank you and Pastor Kong for being so faithful to it knowing that both of you are busy and have to take time just to bless the members it is so heartwarming to know that 
I want to ask Pastor Kong if plastic surgery is allowed in the Bible. Uh, okay, <laughs> first Pastor, of all, it's not mentioned in the Bible. It's not mentioned in the Bible? Yeah. Okay, okay. So that, that, that's the thing. See? I am personally interested in double eyelid surgeries. Right. So I can stop using double eyelid tapes, which saves a lot of time in the morning. How can I know if I'm making the right decision or not? Thank you, Anonymous. Right. I think, first of all, when it comes to things that is under the realm of amoral. Amoral, yes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's neither right nor wrong, depending on your motivation. Well, we know that everything in life, the our highest authority is God's sovereign authority. Yes, Master. And then, next down the line is the authority of the Word. word. Now, if God didn't tell you otherwise, mm. and is silent in the Word of God, then it must go by your conscience. So, the authority of your conscience. Mm. How do you feel about it? Do you have peace concerning it? My thinking is that if you're not doing anything that is going to cost you again to debt, gonna okay. burn a big hole in the pocket in mm. your pocket, mm. it is not something that is gonna cost you to sin, mm. right? You're mm. not gonna do a plastic surgery in order to sin. Mm. Uh, then I think if it's going to boost your self-esteem and make you feel better about yourself, I don't see any problem with that. Mm. I mean, it's like, for example, in many third world countries, you know a lot of kids are born with cleft lips. Mm. And you have doctors without borders that travel around the world to treat children with cleft lips, mm. which is really a kind of plastic surgery, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And why? be So that the, the child will grow up without any social stigmas. Mm. And if it's something to help elevate your self-esteem, Mm. You're helping the well-being of that person in his entirety. And God is 100% for that. Wow. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, as long as it doesn't, yeah, I mean, it goes, goes with the conscience. Pastor, we've answered this question before. Yeah. But I remember there was one time you talked about over-correction. Yeah, I mean, you know, like with everything in life, you must practice moderation. Mm. Anything taken to an extreme becomes a bondage. Everything taken to a, a truth taken to an extreme can become an error. Okay. Right? That's how yes. cult groups get started. Yes. Right? Yeah. So just like anything in life, you know, um, plastic surgery can become very addictive. And mm. I know of uh, Christians that cannot have enough plastic surgery. No. Because and really no. it's a reflection of poor self-image on the inside and and years ago there's a very famous a psych plastic surgeon actually mm -hmm. and his name is I can't remember his name I think we mentioned his name before uh, he wrote a book and and he found that actually a lot of his patients kept coming back for correction and correction and correction and wanted to do more and more plastic surgery because deep down inside there is a lack a void the person feels ugly on the inside. Wow. And until you make peace with God mm. and know that you're precious and valuable, no amount of plastic surgery will ever make you feel beautiful. And this uh, plastic surgeon was actually, I think, Mas Masler or something like that. We can Google in a moment. Okay. Right. And he, he said that, you know, he would do plastic surgeries again and again on very beautiful girls. Mm. But because they always felt ugly on the inside no amount of correction would make them feel 
perfect enough for themselves. Wow. Yeah. So that can become a neurosis, a mental problem, a psychological problem. Wow. Yeah. So you know, and and make sure when you go for uh, plastic surgery, make sure you find a surgeon. Yes. That is uh, that's a good surgeon that's not going to give more trouble. And uh, you know you don't want complication, you don't want infection, you don't want somebody that does a double eyelid operation and then later overcorrected that eyelid, and now you have one big eye and one small eye. Then you need to do a plastic surgery on that plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Okay, Pastor. I I, I think today's uh, email will will keep it as short and as simple as that. But because we have answered this uh, uh, question and this topic before, if but it's a good question. It is a good question. Yeah, Pastor. it's a good question. And and I really, uh, no matter how many times I hear it, Pastor, I really really understand that being beautiful on 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 the inside and and like I I hear how you explain it. Really, sometimes. People just keep correcting and overcorrecting whatever that is on the outside when yeah. it actually is an issue that's on the inward. Yeah, on the inside. For those of you considering any issue in your life where the Bible is silent about, and again, within the boundaries of righteousness, you must go by your conscience and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I want to leave you with this scripture from the King James Bible. It says in Philippians 4 verse 5, Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. In everything you do, practice moderation and everything will be fine. Just don't go crazy or extreme in anything. Balance is the key of life. God bless. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a burning question or a topic to suggest, write to us. Connect at cdradio.sg Connect at cdradio.sg To find out more about City Harvest Church, visit our website at www.chc.org.sg www.chc.org.sg Don't forget to follow Pastor Kong Hee on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PS Kong Yi. at PS Kong Yi. God bless you and stay safe.